Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz. Hi, this is Bruce Smith. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett. Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, it's Dean King. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. A woman on the radio talks about <laughs> Hey now. So, when I come in, you know, I kind of sketch out the segments and think about different stuff that's going on. I have articles and stuff that I've reviewed the night before and the morning of. And so I kind of shape a show and then I wait to get notes from Paulie about other stuff he might be doing. And, you know, we, we throw together a show. But when these staff meetings take place, which I'm not privy to because I'm not on the staff, um, nor does Ed want me in there with my big mouth. So, Amen. Yep. <laughs> so you're just wound up, huh? Was it a tough staff meeting? No, it's fine. Yeah? It's fine. So what, did, did, did you shoot uh, coffee into your veins this morning? Or what, what's the reason for your... For what? Oh, God. Don't act all shininess and now that the no, mic is on. No, I just don't need... I don't need your help. I don't okay. need anybody's help to do my job. I... Oh, God. If I need it, I'll ask for it. It's okay. it's only... We got a week. I'll figure it out. I did not offer to help you unsolicited you open the door by walking and going oh my god this woman at the hotel she's such a pain i did not ask you for help i i i know but you it didn't come from nowhere the woman is not approving what we need done right away and everything and so part of the exchange in my life part of the reason why i can be sitting at a restaurant with my mouth full of food with both my little children and have someone go Gosh, I hate to interrupt you, which, well, if you hate to interrupt me, why are you interrupting me while I'm eating with my children? But I stand up, I put my arm around the person, I take the picture, I sign the autograph, I do whatever. Part of the exchange of that is that you can call places and get some things done because they like the fact that you're an actor. That helps our show. Mm -hmm. So not that you're not going to, not that you haven't a hundred times, a thousand, thousands of times, done these things where you call, you make the arrangements, you get the papers, you get the approval, you do it. But there could be a shortcut like there was in North Carolina. When I call the guy up and Muhammad goes, Baldwin, hey, man, I saw you in the hotel. Great. What do you want? I'll give you whatever you want. Engineer, da-da. And he puts you right where you want without any of this stress. So that's all I'm, I'm not when trying to- When I need to- it, I'll ask for it. <laughs> I don't need it right now. I've got it under control. All right. It's just when people do things, I gripe. I see that. I see that. I see that. So, uh, Ho- I will Ho- ask Hoagie, you if it gets, Hoagie, Hoagie, get in here. If it Tom, gets, Tommy Hogan, come in. If it in, gets down in. to the wire, I'll we'll pull the well, ball well, but, card. Okay, okay. But here's the here's the, what what can be in my experience of doing this a lot of times the problem. Once you've had someone say no, and then you try to big dog them, that's not always a yes anymore. Usually, you get the yes. Hoagie, sit in on the mic. Can you turn Hoagie on? Yeah, we're I not wanna, we're not big dogging anybody. So, here's the scenario. So you got a text. And you're supposed to come operate the board in case he doesn't make it in time. Correct. When he comes in, the show's about to start, and of course he says, didn't anyone get the text, blah, blah, What is the reason why you didn't come in the room? Because he was here. Because you saw him come out, right? Yeah. But I didn't go in the studio. But I saw that you were out of the the meeting, so I figured that you were going to be here. Yeah, but I had other things to take care of. Oh. So 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 you could ask me, hey, do you need me? I backed you up and said, well, he saw you come out, so he knew you were coming in. You said you said to run the board if you were still going to be in the meeting, and I saw that you weren't in the meeting, so I figured that talk, talk, yeah. just say hey. He's curmudgeonly today. Just be ready. 
Okay. Be ready. So because I didn't get done with all of the back. So there was the overflow into- from the meeting that he still had to take care of. Is what I guess he's trying to say. His point was, and so suddenly you did not. You know, do I? I see your point. I see you saw him come out. It may be further communication on both sides. With a, hey, I'm not ready yet. Get in there. You know. Yeah, I was so, sitting right at the production desk. But uh, maybe but, uh, not. Maybe I'm wrong. But maybe. when it gets to 59.30, 59.50, and I'm not in here? It was you, not that. Yes, it was. <laughs> was it not? You don't... I saw you out of the meeting at like No, 50. but I didn't get into the studio until 59.30. He has things he has to take care of. He's big here. I mean, I was right. Re- if you told me, all right, go in there. I'm not ready. Then I would have came in here. He's getting us front row center center uh, seats down in the lobby of the hotel. I'm going to jump. Um, so, 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 Hoagie, stay here because... I pulled this up, and I have to say, few things when I see them cause me to not be able to sleep. <laughs> but I take a take it, hug. I did. I did a Facebook. Uh, okay, so game. I'm, I'm going through, and this thing comes up on Facebook with my dear friend Polly Sabilia, who I actually love more than he loves me, and I realize that he only loves my brother Alec. True. And the fact that I... Uh, it's true. I remember it as sweet and charming. <laughs> <local> <laughs> so, so, there's, so there's a full there's a full picture on Paulie's Facebook, Facebook p- page, right? And it says RIP, and it's a picture of Paulie, and it says Paulie. Yeah, it says so, the, the game is what we are tombstones say. Died at 75 years old. Oh, they can't come Destination <laughs> heaven. Last words, kiss my ass. That's about right. This, this part is the best. The best. Remembered as sweet and charming, has lots of good friends, and a local celebrity. All true. So I, you Am know. Am I not sweet I, and charming? I, well, one of the things. Why don't you do it right now and see what yours says? Tap uh, it and do it and see what yours says. This will be a fun on-air game. Does this mean someone else is doing it or you filled this out? It does it for you. It oh, okay. it, it's a wow. it, Tap it's, to it's play. It's kind of a generator. Okay. All right. Play a game. Now you got to. Whoa! Holy, you, we know what you're googling. If that's the first thing that pops up on your shopping, wow! That's well, I'm buying Robin. I'm, your... I'm buying Robin. Nice stuff. <laughs> All right, Daniel Bolden died at 63 years oh, old. Sweet, congratulations! Destination <laughs> hell. Yep. Last words. I'm gonna meet my idol soon. Uh, remembered as not the brightest bulb in the closet. Nailed it. Beautiful thinker, smart but petty. So this obviously means you set this up. No, I don't have any control over that, Daniel. Oh, it's a, come on. It's a random generator. Paulie Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, I think Paulie did it so that you hit the button yeah. and it says all this stuff. I completely agree. I do. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It was an I inside have, job. I have no control. Do you have your phone on you? I do. Okay, look. Why, why don't we so, generate so, so look at this. So it says hit the button again and it comes back. Died at 76 now. years old. There you go. Heaven, I will wait for you. Uh, remembered as brave, cunning, highly likely to die early. Why would you ruin the fun? Yeah, there it is. Why would you so, ruin it? So you can hit that thing as many times until it tells you what you want to hear. Was that your first try? Yes, it was my first try. Oh, you son of a... It picked out that you were... It, it, it calculated that you're known as a local celebrity yes. on its own. What do you think? I just typed that in. I have no of control. course I think That's what he, he has typed in it is in. his job, local right. celebrity right. on Facebook. Does he really? So, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea how to do this. That is unbelievable. Was there a game I, last night? I believe so. You know, <sighs> unfortunately, there was. A, did you? Or did you write a so what? Working on it. Well, then you should go back and work on it because you're up in segment number two. You're coming right up. Um, thank you, bro. In other words, get out of here. <laughs> well, so where, where's Josh? Is he in Utica? Utica today. 
All right. Since we're on the on the stuff that goes on here and how it works and everything, well, explain Utica to me. Explain like. So it's we're a in city. the city. Yep. <laughs> Don't be an they ass. Have, they have great uh, half moon cookies and what's the greatest pie? thing about Utica? Tomato pie. Tomato pie. Yeah. What is that? And the ca the comets and tomato pie is. I, I don't know because I don't. I'm gonna. I, I'm not gonna say I don't enjoy it, but it's just a tomato pie. Like it's. It's, it's a, a sauce. It literally a it's pie like a that's made with tomatoes in it. No, it's it's like a pizza with sauce and just sprinkled cheese on top of it. So it's a slice of pizza. You, I don't know. Their Utica it, greens are good too. Utica greens are lovely. I I, I highly recommend them. Um, are we going any deeper than that? <laughs> I'm Googling tomato pie for you. Okay. See, that's it right there. Oh, so it's a thick crust kind of um, Sicilian It's like a sheet looking. pizza with sauce and just like sprinkled cheese. It's not really a piece of pizza. It looks more like a... a Bread with sauce on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But people love it. People swear by it. Yes. Is that focaccia? <laughs> Don't I don't know. I don't know what that is. Focaccia is an Italian bread that's, you know, kind of made in a pan like that. Really lovely. I'll make you some. There's a place called Peepers in Utica. Yeah. Adult what? club. Peepers is a adult strip club, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Have you ever been to Peepers? No, I have not. Is it on your bucket list? Since you, <laughs> I mean, you got, you got a I long drive time. by it every time we go to Utica, Do so you? I know that. Yes. Yeah. There's a Delmonico's there that I go to. Now, is that something that would be looked down upon from the station if we had a sponsorship from a dance club? I mean, you would think there's a natural transition of guys that are going to those places that like sports. I mean, sports. it's not looked down on. It's not like, I don't know, what are they going to do? How are we not? Do you need how, to How is the Daniel that? Baldwin show not brought to you by peepers? Think about it. Think about the money generated at peepers listening to the Daniel Baldwin show. Get at me playing in the background, my golden voice, while you get a table dance. I see the combination. <laughs> Let's get the sales department right on that. <laughs> like Disneyland, they just have a recording of your voice playing. Welcome to Peebers. You know, you know, you want to know what the worst one ever in my career was the worst voiceover one. I've done a lot of big campaigns before, in, uh in the voiceover world, for those of you people who don't know what a voiceover is, uh, <clears throat> when you see. Um, a commercial on television, and you hear that announcer saying, you know, at uh, um, Chevy, like a rock, blah, 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 and, you know, the, the new Chevy so-and-so and so-and-so. So that's the voice over the commercial. So I've, I've had a, um, a pretty nice career doing voiceovers, particularly when I lived in New York, which is the ad agency capital of the world. Uh, so kept very, very busy, did some pretty, pretty big ones. Uh, I believe I'm one of the first people to ever say the card. The American Express card, don't leave home without it. Um, that was a big one for me. That one ran for a long time. Of course, other people have done it, and, um, but early on, I'm one of the, in the 80s, early people to say that phrase. Um, so one of the ones I'm turned down, so it's like, it's like the early 90s, like maybe 90, 91 or whatever, my voiceover agent calls me up and says, hey, they got this thing they want you to come read for. Now, there's two ways you can get paid doing voiceovers. You can get paid what's called residuals, which are every time it runs, you get paid a certain amount of money. If it runs on national TV, that's the highest amount of money. If it runs on local TV, it, it breaks down depending upon the size of the city. Radio is even less. It's far less. 
So they said they want to do what's called the second version of a buyout. They want to buy you out for, you know, whatever the number was. This is back in 1989, 90, 91, something like that. And they offered me, you know, 50 grand or something like that, which is still a pretty nice buyout at that time and for me in my career. And I said, what is it? And they said, well, they're going to do this new thing called GPS. And they want you to get on there and they want you to say, make a right turn in 100 feet. Stop at the stop sign. Proceed forward. You know, like do mm-hmm. all, like a thousand lines. And, and I said, well, what is it going to be? It said, well, they're going to globally position you and, and you're going to be able to hit this button that takes you to where you want to go via satellite. And I went, well, that's stupid. That's never going to work. <laughs> is that they're going? And, and there was a renewable contract, depending upon how many people subscribe to it. It could have been worth so much money. And I went, now that's dumb. I'm not doing that. And I turned it down. I turned down to a GPS. I could have been the person still saying, your destination is on the right. (laughs) I screwed up. But I mean, it sounded so dumb and far-fetched at the time. I went, I'm never going to get paid any money on this. And it was was like a ridiculous amount of material. It was pages and pages of directions. Please enter the address. You know, like I had to say everything that you could possibly come up with scenario-wise. And I blew it, man. I totally blew it. I could have been the, the, the voice of GPS. Nobody wants my voice anywhere. What? Ever. You know what? It, it's not the tone or the sound of the voice. No one just wants to hear what you have to say. <laughs> Amen. I, think is what really I don't want to hear what I have to say after that. You're coming down. I like I can see you're coming down now. You're coming down. You want to go over the meeting at all? No, it's fine. It's a great one in there. Does yeah. he does he put anybody up on the wall and like stab them? When or? necessary, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't necessary today. Wasn't necessary. He didn't kill anybody. No, no. crushing. No. Was it complimentary because the company's doing so well? It was good. It was a good meeting. Wow. What happens in one of those staff? Do you go over? Just what's on the docket for the station for the week. So every week you go review what it is that's coming yeah. up. So how did, how did the ACC tournament did that come up? Uh yeah, because that's a big thing that's sold and we need to get it going. So yeah. What do we got to do? You're broadcasting from there. Right. <laughs> what do you mean, what do you got to do? So do we have the show la- shows laid out, like who's going to be available and who's going to... Yeah, I'll book those too. We'll have Griff and GMAC and everybody like we did last G-Mac year. GMAC Money's coming down? Yeah, we'll have everybody Can down. we get Coach Beheim to come down? No. Why not? He, no. It's not how it works. No? There's, no. There's certain people you can get and you can't. And, can we, we'll, and we can't get any players. They don't know. <laughs> and so are we allowed to talk on the radio why we can't get coach Bam? no no i'd rather not okay yeah, okay okay well like, yeah. yeah you could just say well, no you could ask that off the air too uh, oh my god <laughs> let's go to break we'll be right back i'm so excited it's time for uh, um, i just can't hide it i'm about to lose control and i just can't uh, um so what it's unlistenable radio. You understand me? The Daniel Baldwin Show. So what is brought to you by the Wildcat Pizza Pub in Camillus. Voted best of by the Syracuse New Times. It's a great place. They have really, really good wings. I was out there with Josh and Cody. Delicious. What's your go-to wing flavor? Medium. Medium. But then I get a side of hot. And if they're not hot enough, I'd do the dunk. Wow. You're sure already prepared. What do you got for us, Tommy? Uh, so during the interview process at the NFL Combine, a couple of weird questions were added to the list of the strangest questions that they asked the players. <laughs> One of them, uh, Texas cornerback Chris Boyd got, he was asked if he had both testicles. 
Now, if you're asked that, I think it quite like you then question if they know something that you don't know, and you have to like check yourself. I feel like I would be worried. Like, do you know that I'm <laughs> like, like he just got I, the physical and they found yeah, something? Do I not? Like, I would question if maybe, I didn't. Maybe they just want to see if you're a liar or not. Could be. I remember on one of the TV series that I got, they asked me, "Is that really your penis, or did you have what? it enlarged?" They asked me that. How would they know? I don't know. I just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, what if he said no? I have three. Yeah. What? Uh, well, this is this after an exam, like a, a, a physical examination. No, just during an interview process, that they do with. Uh, they could the- very well be. There's a thing called the. MMIP2, what is it? The uh, Minnesota Multiple uh, Psychological Test is like 537 questions. And what they say is um, try MMIP2 or something. Hold on, I'm going to have Google why they asked if you had both. Okay. So so on this test, what it'll say, it'll say, uh, do you love your mother? It's question number three. You come back, question number 96. Um, Is your relationship with your mother loving? Question number 202. Do you love your mother or something? You know, so they they semi-adjust the question, but it's really almost the same thing to wait to see how you answer it in multiple times. So I th- I think there's a possibility of this is a is, this isn't a questionnaire. This is a live examination, right? They asked him this. Yes. I, they might have asked him to see what his reaction would be. I think that's yeah. A they lot were, of these I think they were are. doing it on the fly, but this is a je- like. Isn't there like an inappropriate level to asking questions in a job interview? Like you can't- if the next question was, "Can I touch them?" Then yes, <laughs> then yes, that would have been sexual. Prove it, right? That- <laughs> right. No, I don't like this question. Does Bryant a couple or when he was coming into the draft was asked if his mother was a prostitute? Yeah, that was effed up. That what? was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Again, they're going for the eyes. Is he going to get violent? Is he going to get? Yeah, it's completely to see what the reaction would be. But Another- would you get violent if someone asked you how many testicles you had? Like, is well, again, well, no, but they're still looking for a reaction, not a violent reaction, but they're but looking like, for some sort of reaction. Like, because if it's like WebMD, you're going to think you only, like you said, you're going to be like, oh my God. But this is like one. one of those, the, the safest thing for you to do is treat it like a lie detector test. So go ahead and ask me the question, Hoggy. Uh, do you have both of your testicles? Yes. <laughs> That's all he said. <laughs> that came back negative, actually. Really monotone and just whisper, yes. As far as I know. <laughs> Is your mother a prostitute? No. <laughs> Positive. You're right. Uh, another one. Uh, cornerback Lonnie Johnson of Kentucky says the Seahawks put him in a staring contest that lasted about 15 to 16 seconds. Yeah, this is definitely to see your reaction to strange yeah. to, uh, situations. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's insane and should not be allowed. <laughs> and so, it's also willingness. You know, because you look for the guy, they're going to go do a stare, and it's a harmless, stupid thing to do. If it really matters, the answer is exactly what I'm trying to point out to go, okay, and then turn around and stare at the guy and then blink and go, I lost, okay. Thumb 15 wrestle. seconds is nothing for a staring cat. No. Contest, by the way. Whoever no. lost that, if he lost that, they should take him right off the board. You want to do it? <laughs> okay. They're staring. They're staring. I got to widen out to see who's blinking. 
blinking. Who's blinking? <laughs> My bro. Okay. Oh, <laughs> nasty. At it. That uh, was it. Tommy looks. Tommy started turning into a morphing into a serial killer. <laughs> I was scared. Yeah. I was all in. Yeah, I was what was I watching last night that everyone morphed into? Oh, the water boy. <laughs> you know when he has to get fired up to get him, and yeah. it's all the faces saying to him, "Yo, suck." <laughs> Uh, some basketball. The Lakers, Go. they lost again last night, uh, this time to the Clippers. They're done. They're now four and a half back of that eighth spot. But a video of Kyle Kuzma pushing LeBron James out to the three-point line to contest the three has gone a little bit viral. And it seems now that almost every game that plays, there's a viral clip of LeBron James just not playing defense. And this time having to be forced he's by hurting, one of his teammates. He's hurting defense. his legacy. Right you now. really you think so? Yes, he's destroying his legacy right now. I don't think One he's season? destroying his legacy. He but is. I, I'm he's, say he this. looks like a complete ass. It's it's interesting to me um, the posturing that's going on. What people are doing, and and I have it as a, and we'll talk more about it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna make a quick summation of it now. Um, the reason why the NBA isn't really all that exciting this year is because the casts aren't set in stone yet. And when I say that, a lot of people are playing this year to set up next year. And when next year gets played and starts, it'll be a five-year run that will determine everything that happens. And what I mean by that is Kyrie, where is he going? KD, where is he going? Who's who? Who's going to get who with the Lakers? They're going to make some kind of a run. Who's going to leave teams? Philly's going to get another year under their belt, keeping their guys together. It won't be this year, but they're going to be dangerous in the next five. So, you know... This realignment of, of, of where people are going and, and what super teams are going to be formed, all is to be determined. And I think a lot of people have looked at where they are. And then, listen, they're not even playing them. In the, the Pelicans aren't even playing their, their full-strength team. They're sitting their best player in the fourth quarter every single game now. So, you know, people are posturing for next year. And I think you're looking at LeBron James at his age. And I think LeBron James is looking at this going, we're done. We're done, and I and I and I probably made some mistakes in telling all these young guys they were expendable. But they're all going to be gone. They're going to trade away everyone they have to. Luke Walton will be gone. He's out. They're going to bring in some kind of a veteran coach. Don't think they're kidding when they say they could get the Zen Master to come back for for a three year run. There's no guarantee they're getting at anybody. They'll, well, get, they'll add someone. Well, well, let me let me tell you, they didn't get LeBron to lose and spend that kind of money on him. So. They will get at least another big guy, and don't be surprised if it's Kyrie Irving. Don't be surprised he doesn't want to. I think your prediction is looking a lot more likely, Paulie. Yeah, I know, but there's no guarantee that any of this is going to happen. So he he looks like an ass. I know people, and it just it also shows this whole LeBron can win with anybody thing is a myth because he was playing in the horrible East. No, it, it, this has this has affected his legacy. There's and, also 20 games left, and this could all change. Yeah, right. He's I, not, they're not coming. He's post. a quitter. Four he, and a half. He's back a quitter, and this is always they're far from done. This has always been a label. To but him. there's no indi- there's no indication they're going to do anything. You know, I mean, the fact that they didn't sign Melo or do something to try to give him something in the post up and make a change, they're going with the team they have now, and the team they have now is a you know a 35 win team. <laughs> they're just not very good. E- even when he was on good teams, this has been a, a, an issue with him. When where he quits on his teammates, and he's a, it, it's not a good look. I think the Lakers should trade him. Lakers fans are already getting uh, upset with him too, according to Jovan Buha. And I oh. apologize to Joe Jovan's family. I'm sure they're listening. I, if I uh, butcher the name, I know him well. He was he's a Clippers beat writer for the Athletic. Uh, Lakers fans. He said Lakers fans were chanting, uh, "We want Kobe." After LeBron missed a, a late free throw last night, did you hear the whole story about he contemplated coming to play for a little while? 
Yeah. Did you hear that story? It's not. I did hear that. I don't know how much truth there was to it. The Mamba. The Black Mamba back. That would fire him up in L.A., though. It would shut him up it for half, that's a half a, That's a half a season's worth. They'd he could probably that. still play, though, too. He could do the Michael Jordan thing that Michael did in Washington and shoot like little backup turnarounds, and he's not going to be He could get 15 a game. Oh, f- hell yeah, he could. He could get 15 a game just out of pride. Uh, Jose Canseco. You don't think Kobe could get... How old is he now? 40, I'd say. 41. Yeah, Michael, Michael played till then. Bryant is 40. Yeah, no, he's not playing. Well, he's not going to, but I think he could. Yeah, I mean, on that team he could. Who would you rather have, him or Ball? I'd rather have Kobe Bryant, for sure. Uh, the winner of... So I want... With Virginia's three-point shooting last night, going 18 for 25, I wanted to put it into some perspective. The winner of this year's three-point contest, Joe Harris, his final round, he went 19 for 25. That's a, I, I said this last night. Wide open in a minute. He went 19 for 25. I Virginia said this, went 18 for 25. I said this last night. They shoot. They shot better from the three-point line than most teams shoot in practice. I said last night. in the, recap, in the uh, um, segment yesterday about them, I said the two most important things that it comes down to every time when it comes to Syracuse and basketball this year will be what percentage we decide to show up. If we shoot 40 or better, we're in the game. If we move our feet and get out and defend the three-pointer, which has been our Achilles heel on defense this year, if we don't, we're going to lose. And what Syracuse has proven is exactly what their whole this season will be titled. Should have been, could have been, would have been. They can beat anybody. They can beat anybody. But the problem is when they don't defend against the three and they don't shoot well, we lose by 25. You know, So we're definitely not a... a Upper tier team. We're not. We're not. We're clear. Can we beat any of the upper tier teams? Of course we can. We can. But that does not bode well to a tournament that you have to play six really good games in. So the the good chance is that we're going to probably do some damage to a couple of teams that we should have, and then someone's going to kick the crap out of us. Do you think they played bad defensively last night, Paulie? I was going to say they, they did at points. But the Virginia also hit threes last night that I have never seen go in. Kyle Guy was ridiculous last eight for ten. Jerome hit one from the just logo. over half court. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was twenty-seven to three run in the second half that buried Cuse. That that was the the biggest problem I had is the Virginia's average, holds teams to fifty-five points. They hold Syracuse to fifty-three. The uh, they locked down in the yeah second in half. the second half it was unbelievable. But, but Syracuse stopped. Doing what worked in the the first half that was the bigger problem I had. Then what are you going to do if someone shoots seventy two percent? Even take, if you're not guarding them, right? They're not shooting seventy two percent. A decent a decent game from the free throw line, let so, alone the three so point line. So here's what you do. So the kid comes down in the second half and he hurts you a little bit in the first half, and he lights one up from the corner, and then you get a guy that's kind of out there and he sticks another unbelievable shot from the corner. Then you put in the kid who's number nine on your bench who doesn't play that much, and instead the next time he puts a shot up, drill him into the stands. And the guy puts a shot up. You would have to do that to three players last night. Because a four-point play. So the the guy who does that, you bury him on his back, and then he thinks about that. If that doesn't work, then he he beats you. And then you get a flagrant one. Get a a flagrant one. The guy scored. The guy shot eight of ten. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just chucking up at the end of the game. Put him on his back. Put him on his back. Be a man. Jerome was five of six, and Hunter was five of seven. You'd have to injure all the whole lineup. <laughs> you need to take the guy out that was that was eight. He's the guy I want. Pick a guy, put him down, put him on his back. Detroit Pistons basketball. 
I like Bad boys. I like that that's your option every time. Just hurt somebody. Listen, we used, to, we used to say when you had to play, when I played in the city and I played in Manhattan and in the Bronx and in Brooklyn, I played a lot of places in basketball. And when you went on a Saturday, there were six or seven five-on-five teams deep. If you lost, you were done for the day. Unless you wanted to come back, you'd go eat lunch, take a train right uptown, come back down. It was hours. So you could not lose or you were done. That was your workout. So we used to say, you know, that first of all, there's no fouling out of a pickup game. So when a guy would go up and you clobbered him and he could go up, he was going to the rack and you just wiped him. And he hit the ground, you put your hand down and you said... You can't drive in this pl- in this state without a license. You can't drive without paint. a license. You're not driving without a license. It's against, house, it's against the law. They it's were, against the law. They were shooting 75% from three-point last night until one of their walk-ons yeah. chucked one up in the end <laughs> and then knocked it down to 72%. They were so. 18 for 24, yeah. And then they had a, a random guy off the bench come and chuck one up. Thought I was going to go in, too, with the way everything else was going on, but it luckily did not. Um, Jose Canseco, he's looking to give some help to Tim Tebow and improve his swing. He tweeted at him yesterday, quote, Tim Tebow, let me help you with your swing. I just saw one of your bats. You have no rhythm right now, and you're too rotational. I'll help you for free. I'm a fan of yours. Tim Tebow went two for three in this game, so. <laughs> Needs a lot of help. Should he be getting help from Jose Canseco? Is that the guy you want help from? Well, he, his help is usually an injection. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, you can say whatever you want about Jose Canseco. But there was about a four-year run there oh, when, he was great. when that guy could just Bash brothers. mammoth home runs. I mean, he had a sweet swing. He told TMZ recently uh, about Tim Tebow, quote, he's extremely strong, extremely physical. I can easily get him up to 35 to 45 home runs at the MLB level. And at the AAA level, he could hit 50. And I can increase his hat size by seven. <laughs> you know what's interesting to me? So let me pull this up. For Tebow you. had six home runs in AA last year, by the way. I'm the one that said Tebow's going to the Mets. He's going to play, so... Well, he's, uh, going, he's on the Mets, so. But no, I mean play the majors. <laughs> Jesus, read between the lines. So let me let me let me see how you can be misconstrued. I said um, we've been talking about the Vegas packages you were tweeting about, and he writes, "My excursion is blown up. I only have one spot left. Call Morgan if you if you want that last spot. He's always selling if, if you're interested." And I wrote. No, bro, I'm not messaging you to book an excursion. Mm-hmm. I was messaging you to get you on the, my ESPN show so people all around the country could talk to you and hear about your excursion. I said, ESPN show. Like, So I, I just thought it was so funny that Jose Canseco thinks I'm calling him to go on one of his you al- alien... I think we should call him right now. Now, see, now, see, now, see, one. now see, if we could book it and shoot it, there's a whole two episodes, three episodes of the show... That would be off it's the, the first chain. first season. The off the chain. You, alien us hunting. Three, us three drive out to Vegas, go alien hunting with Ho- Jose Canseco. Are you kidding me? I was on the bucket list. Alien hunting how with Jose. Not, how do, <laughs> I have to. I have to be in uh, Vegas at the end of April. We're going to the wedding. Are you, aren't I your, aren't I your other one? Aren't yeah, I going yes, with you? Yes. I think Yours plus one. Is it Josh? Yes. My nephew Josh, Josh. is getting married. Yeah, yeah. I'm a nice my kid. Ne- my nephew Josh is 36. Yeah, we're going to go and start the rumors <laughs> that Paulie and I are a couple. <laughs> nice. We're going to get married in oh, Vegas. God. Uh, professional, this is up you guys' alley, I think. Professional wrestler King Kong Bundy has oh. died at the age of 61. The cause is not disclosed. I can tell you what it was. Luke Perry passed away, which was very sad. He did a great movie about uh, bull riding called Eight Seconds, which was a very, very uh, cool, true story about Lane Frost, who was a... 
a um a bull rider and his best friend was a legendary bull rider named tough hedeman and in the national championships the following year um as a this college uh, bull riding no this national is championship? this is national cha- like the the world championship bull riding competition the pro rest pro bull riding there's, oh, a, okay. there's a rodeo gotcha. circuit national championships threw me off made it sound like it's college no 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 um so um, you have to ride the bull. Music? You have to ride the bull for eight seconds, and so when Tough Hedeman dedicated his final ride to Lane, who died, my brother Stephen played Tough Hedeman in the movie. Tough Hedeman actually rode the bull for sixteen seconds. He rode the bull for double the amount of time necessary. You can do you know, beat that. Do you know? Do you know how hard it would be to ride a bull for sixteen seconds? You don't think you could do that? No, I don't think no? I could do that. No, no, no. I thought you could. No. no, no. How much? How much are you getting on the bull? How long are you lasting on the bull? Yeah, but that's one of those. I'm going. You, you know, I'm, I'm. I'm in July. It's it's all about the bull. True. You want to stay away from the bull. Yeah, you're running with the bulls. I'm going to Heisman the bull. I'm going to actually have footage of my... you through your hand if you Heisman the bull. I might just stiff arm him right in his face. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to do the memorial show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> when you're wow. just a pulverized I'm surprised that's what meat. didn't come up on your graves, on your uh, Facebook yeah. gravestone. He was no bull. Or we have to wheel you into, we have to wheel you into the studio. Uh, hey, man. <laughs> Welcome to the Daniel Baldwin Show. The horn out of my cheek. <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't get this out. <laughs> his last words. His last words were, "I tried Heismaning. Yeah. I wanted to Heisman you." Blessing. Just, just remember when I Heisman that bull. Just I, remember. I, you know, wrestling gets the whole wrestling is fake thing, but I don't know what it does. Scripted. Yeah, I don't know what it does to people, and I don't know if it's... I don't think King Kong Bundy was on steroids. He was a giant blob of a man. I told you what... Uh, but those people... The av- the life expectancy of a wrestler has to be 52. You know, it's sad. Like, you know, it's not even... beat up every day. It's not even, it's not even a shock anymore to, to turn on the news daily and see that one of your childhood favorite wrestlers has passed away at an age that's insane well i think that there has to be a certain amount of um of taxing on your body just to be that size you know your heart you know these are not men that are that big because they're such svelte condition either a lot of them a lot of them are excessively heavy you know with extra weight which taxes your heart and you know your um, clotting of arteries because of what they eat and so on and so forth so um but uh, I had um, um, these are these are gigantic men. I mean, if you you're a big guy, Hogan, and, and thank you. Have you ever stood next to like one of the big big? I mean, I stood next to Andre Uncle the Giant. Uncle Terry, but that's about it. Andre the Giant was. I came up to like his nipple. You know, I mean, he was he was a tremendously huge man. You try? Did you give him a handshake? Uh, I did not shake hands with the Giant, but I did with uh, what was his name from Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man. Um, uh, I did a movie, and um, Big John Stud, and Big John Stud was one of the few human beings that I ever saw. When he took my hand and wrapped his hand around my hand, his fingers came and touched his wrist, so they went around my hand and could touch his wrist. But I made the terrifying error of telling this man: this man did something that I have never seen before. I will never experience again in my life. We're sitting there, me, Mickey Rourke, Don Johnson, these guys on the movie. And so Mickey said, Mickey was going through this phase where he was going to be a boxer again and all this nonsense. 
And he said, well, you, did you box Baldwin? And I said, no, I don't really have a lot of boxing experience. I said, I wrestled in high school and college. Though. And, he, and so Big John said to me, he goes, you wrestled? And I went, I said, well, I mean, I, I, I did real wrestling. I, I wrestled NCAA. And he goes, and he stood up. And he went, you think that I, and he started, got very excited. And I, and I, you know, I, I kind of did a quick assessment of Jesus. He's gigantic, you know, mm-hmm. like, and he's, and he's walking towards me from around the table. You think that you get on the turnbuckle and you buy, and he did something. Now I want you to think about this. I right now weigh 244. I'm coming down from 284. And so I don't know what you weigh, but you're about my size. So he took his hand. He grabbed me by the collarbone like this, and he stuck his finger and squeezed so hard and picked me up off the ground with one hand by my shoulder. So hang on. Think about that for a minute. I weighed 250 at the time, and he picked me up. I remember feeling my feet leave the ground, and I, I looked down, and my feet were dangling, and my shoulder. But the amazement that he had me in the air with one hand, and I thought, I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that before. I don't think I could pick my kid up with one hand from my... Right. He picked me up and started yelling at me, shaking me while... And then I realized he was breaking my shoulder. My, my collarbone was going to snap because of all the weight that was on it. But he had the grip to pick me up with one hand. That's insane. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen him. And, and I remember thinking, wow. Now, so to go back with what we're talking about, the power of some of those guys, those naturally gigantic... I mean, this was a six seven. 350, you know, just, and he wasn't a, one of those, but he just had gigantic body, you know, and he, that farm strength, you know. How high is he picking Polly up? He throws Polly, he yeah. throws Polly like a wiffle ball. <laughs> he just tosses them. A ragdoll. Yeah. 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 You know, they, they have, uh, they have, uh, uh, people tossing in Scotland. They grab them and they throw them as far as they can and they go airborne and land in the mud. <laughs> Polly's <laughs> your man. Polly's my partner. I'm <laughs> chucking him. What else you got? Anything? That's all I got for today. So we, end on, we end we're on so uh, King Kong right Bundy. All right. How was my debut? It was good. One through ten. Better than Josh. Ooh. One through ten, Daniel. This could be Josh's replacement. We might just send Josh to, to Utica. Every day is if the person that's not here is being replaced, and I love it. You have you no loyalty to anybody. You're just, whoever's not here, you're just chucking them out the window <laughs> immediately. You know, you know what's great? You're coming off my saying the truth on air that if any one of us died, you could give a crap and you, you would, you, nothing would change for you. You don't care. You don't care. The the illusion that anyone cares about anything in this building, you know, to do with this show, is just that it's an illusion. They don't care. It, 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 it's it's um, it is what it is. I, I don't even look down on it anymore. I just accept it. There were people when I came, I go, "Hi, how are you?" And they look up at me like I was absolutely certifiably insane. I took one of those bo- those booths out there that you use. And I turned around and I found one. I cleaned it all up. You weren't here for this. I cleaned it all up. I put pictures of my kids. I got my own printer and set up all my stuff. I'm there for like two weeks. I want to be here. I want to write the show. I want to be involved. I'll sit out. They won't give me an office. I'll go out in the pit. I come back and they get the girl next to me to say, yeah, you need to move all your stuff. And I said, I'm sorry? Yeah, they're moving the new girl, the new sales girl here and they want her near. And I went, you got to be kidding me, right? I mean... I set this whole thing up, and they don't—they don't care. They don't care, and it's okay. I, I used to be really offended by it. I go home and talk to my wife, going, "It's amazing. No one cares about anything to do with the show. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they don't care. Get, get used to it. Just be okay with it." I care. You're—you're you're like a a college second starting linebacker who gets hurt in practice. Yeah, okay. Pay him a scholarship. Get him out of the way. Who's the next kid? Bro? That's it. Next man That's up. That's the way they do it. 
We'll be right back, not caring after this. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. This hour of the Daniel Baldwin Show brought to you by Aware of Vineyards. Get on out there. We still haven't played trivia. I say that every time, but after basketball season, we'll get out there. You know, what we need to do uh, is to go from here. I mean, the, the problem is that you have all this other responsibilities here, and that yeah, doesn't go away Yeah, once baseball season starts, we'll be good. And the weather will be nicer. Yes. Do you ride motorcycles ever? No. I No, there's a... No. I got a Honda Spree when I was 16. And I crashed it. No, I won't get on anything with two wheels. I got a place. I ate um, a telephone pole. I got a place uh, up by me that'll probably let me borrow one, and we can go take the sleds out. Sled it out to a wearer. Maybe turn it into a day. Maybe turn it into the Daniel Baldwin show at a wearer. I'll go in the summer. Wear a Speedo. Yeah, yeah that's why car. you're riding your own bike. Driving a I'm car. Not, <laughs> I'm not getting driving on a bike. around with your assless chaps. I'm not getting on anything with two wheels. I might ride assless chaps. I like chap. life. I'll do assless chaps. <laughs> Um, you know, so I, it was it was hard to watch this game. You know, the first half we were in it, but uh, and I know they shot disproportionately high percentage from the three point range. But th- this is the thing about when I finally digested all of it and I started thinking about about the show this morning, and I'm driving to work, and I said, I would never want to be. I don't know how you can handicap the tournament. When Syracuse gets in, I really don't know how they're going to handicap it because they can beat anybody, but they can be so bad sometimes too. They can have spurts where they just go to sleep. And, um, you know, this is a team that could go into the tournament and lose in the first round really quickly against somebody that's not that great, or could go in there and beat two really good teams. I mean, it's just, they're so all over the place. They're so um, hard to predict what they're going to do. Um, but there's certainly one thing for sure that they they've proven throughout the season and that is they're not in that top 10 elite category they're the next level with the ability to jump up and 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 bite you even if you're one of the best teams in the country they they have the ability to do that um but they have they have for me shown no indication that they're going to do that three games in a row you know or anything like that they're just not so or at least so far they haven't um Um, i'm still teetering on whether this team's getting in still uh, I was at a hundred percent before, but they're in, six they're... of their wins are against the bottom of the ACC. Yeah, but you got to remember something when you go through matrix and all that stuff, um, and you look at where they're where they're at now. So they lost to UVA, and they were projected to be a number ten or nine. I think you said solid nine. Do you think they moved past ten now by losing to number three? No, it didn't really hurt them at all. So take a look at where they're at. As of today's bracket matrix, they are a eight seed still. Right. So they were expected to lose to Virginia, even at home. They were an underdog. Were they expected to lose by 25? No. But they were expected to lose. So, you know, again, if they lost to Clemson and lost in the first round, what are they going to slip to, 14? You know what I mean? They're just not going to go away. They're not going to go away right now. There are teams way down here. You know, Mont- the Montanas, the Prairie Views, the Honest. But those, gonna- are, those are all one-league t- one bids, and they're going to get in because they won their league. Those aren't at-large bids. Here's my issue. is They're in right now. Yes, they're in. But there is a worst-case scenario that could still play out for this team. If they lost to Clemson and lost the first round to Wake. Wake or Miami. Right. Yeah, it's, it, it, could, it could be another nail-biter. I still think they're in the play-in anyway. I think they're going to get in. 
I do. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll I think see. they're done. Well, they, if they get in, they're not going to the play-in game this year. They're going to be in. Right. In so we'll. Well, well see. hang on a second. Why do you say that? Because because exactly the play-in is for exactly this scenario: a team that can rise to the occasion, a team that can travel and beat big teams on the road. Hang on, and they didn't get in, so they added this stupid play-in team well, this, to play-in game. This isn't going to make sense. But if the resume is good enough to get in, like you say, they're in. If but it's the not resume, good enough, they're not good to get in. The, the okay, odds well, of them how do you explain that last year? What they were playing team last year? Yeah, but th- that's and they well, did that's well. Only four teams, though. You know, it's like you got the I'm odds just, of that happening are so. But, I'm just, we're, but we're coming down to this year's team's resume. Why do you is, argue everything I say? Look at what you just said. You could get worst but, case scenario, they could get knocked out, which means the selection committee, which has no criteria for playing, will say. Get Syracuse in the play, and they beat Duke. They logic. Beat... I argue with you because I disagree with you. It would be boring sports radio if I sat here and agreed no, with no, everyone no, no, I said. No, 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 no. Okay. But, <laughs> but, but do you not understand what I'm saying? This team is either in or it's out. You know, it's, I don't think so. I think that that the play-in spots were created for exactly this this reason. When you see a Michigan team over the years that you're like, you know what, they beat Michigan State on the road, they beat so-and-so, then they suck three times, they have two really bad out-of-conference, but they, they can't. You want for the play-in, you want to put teams in there that can go further than just the play-in. So, and Syracuse absolutely epitomizes that. They beat Duke on the road. That yeah. alone tells you they can rise, to, that they're the perfect play-in team. If they, if they choke... Lose to Clemson and lose in the first round to a crummy team. They're the, they're the absolute epitome of what play in is. Well, for. so is so is Indiana. So is Georgetown. So there's, there's four spots. Yeah, but we'll we'll see. I, I just how many of them they're, be, in, they're in. How many of them beat number one? <laughs> but that's all Syracuse has. That's what everybody's banking on. Is that no? Which... It's not all they have. They beat Louisville. They beat Ohio State. They beat, and I realize those things are slipping by. But they beat them at a time when they were nationally ranked. They beat they beat Ohio State when they were twelve, I think. They beat Louisville when they were eighteen or something. Like that. So they've got some stuff on the ground. It's not like they have nothing. They got, got what, ten conference wins. Law. Yeah, they, yeah. I don't think a team's ever not made it with ten. In okay, the so, let me, Virginia let me, Tech, so let me maybe. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this then. Ohio State's currently a ten seed. They're fighting so, for their so, life. So let me ask you this. Yeah. We've gone along, gone along. That they had to be wake, they had to be wake, they had to be wake. If they don't get ten, if they don't get ten, I feel more comfortable with eleven. But they got to get ten. Okay, if they beat Clemson or win the first round in the ACC tournament, are they in? Yes. Okay. All right. So you're still yes not convinced for until you see another. Yes, victory. I'm not convinced that this res. Right. They're banking on something. Are they going to beat Clemson Saturday? I don't know. Uh, I Clemson's playing. Where's for, Clemson? Clemson? Where's Clemson is at in there? Barely hanging on to get in. They're a 12 Clemson's seed. A 12. Yeah, they're a very much a bubble team. Senior night, playing to get in the NCAA tournament. There's no guarantee. We lose to Clemson. We're not going from 8 to 12. We're not. We're in the tournament. No. We're in. We're already in. It's There's, over. The, the, the only not, issue I have is you're ignoring all the bad blemishes on this no, team's No, I'm not. I'm, not I'm, I'm looking at... I'm looking at... Listen. There is a... Um, there is a... a a mathematical equation that is applied to this, mm-hmm. okay? But these are people that sit in a room and decide. So when it comes down to, it's not a clear cut tenth of a point, and you're going to say we were one tenth of a point better than them, we should be in. There's people making the decision, particularly those last four or five teams. In, mm-hmm. if you don't think those people know that we 
had the game. We were right in the game in North Carolina that we, you know, even Virginia, one point game at halftime against number three. Well, there are a lot of teams on this resume that Virginia would have been up by 30 in the first half. So, so listen, they know what Syracuse can do. They know that also there's a brand involved. People know who, maybe not in football, but they know who Syracuse is in basketball. They know they know us on the West Coast. They know us around the country. They know us. Well, I hope that doesn't play into why they make the decision to who gets in because of the branding. But it's, 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 you're talking about television dollars now. You're talking about you know. Believe yeah. me, believe me. The, all that stuff comes into play. Well, we'll see. There's an influence. I, I, I'm I'm still at 99 percent. They're in, but they're right now at the point where they're still leaving it in the committee's hands. Where we Syracuse has been in this situation where they thought they were in and they didn't get in. Before. As a projected eight right now, if the season ends right now, you're not confident they're going in the tournament. I'm I'm about ninety nine percent positive, but there's still a chance they could look at this resume and oh, say, "Hey, terrifying. they got beat by UConn, they got beat by Old have Dominion, been, they got crushed have you ever by been Oregon." Been married? I want to get her on the phone. Have you been married? Or oh, why? Because I need to get her on the phone. What that was like? Why? <laughs> There's, but there's nothing to be comfortable about right now. I want my wife to call in. I need to be loved right now. This is a rough room today. It's rough. Let's go to break. Just we'll be right. Play the devil's advocate, bro. Listen, you're so good at it, bro. I love you for it. We'll be right back after this. This is a journey into sound. A journey which, along the way, will bring to you new color, new dimension, new values. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Please shut the hell up! This is Sounding Off with Pauly Sevilla. You ready for this, bro? I'm so ready. I want to hear the sounds. All right, let's get into this. Uh, a news channel was doing a story on Jason Witten and then followed it with another story without putting any sort of transition between it. You following me? Yeah. So, so this is what happened. Next at 6 o'clock, what prompted Jason Witten to leave retirement behind and get back in the game? Police say he killed someone in Uptown over a parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Play that again. So so th- th- it's two news stories, and obviously they flashed a picture of this guy up on the screen. And what would have made this funnier? What prompted Jason Witten to leave retirement behind and get back in the game? Police say he killed someone in Uptown over a parking spot. Okay. What would have made this story funnier? If it was about your brother. If it was about my brother. <laughs> your brother does get tense. Alec Baldwin has decided to do, a, <laughs> to do a new TV series. Police say he killed someone uptown over a parking spot. Luka Doncic uh, hit a, a half-court shot yesterday in a game, but his team still lost by 30, but it's always fun to hit a long-distance shot. Half-court heave. Luca Magic lost by thirty, brother. Ooh, and uh, he, he only needed he only needed ten more of those bankers, and he would have been money. I don't know if this is what you would call a Freudian slip. Okay, let's hear it. I'll but tell you. Uh, Bryce Harper said this uh, in a press conference. We want to bring a title back to DC. I want to be on Broad Street. We want to bring a title back to DC. He said DC instead of Philadelphia. Oh God. It happens. Everybody does this. And it always gets so blown out of proportion, and then some ass gets bent because it... Well, you know, okay, so it happens. But when a guy signs a contract for $330 million, he could get the city right. You know what I mean? Honestly. Yeah. three hundred. He's got 330 million reasons why you should be able to say, we want to bring a title back to Philly. 
You know, and not DC. God. <laughs> I, I, but I didn't. You, you would think thought he would have caught himself right away. I wonder what the aftermath that was. Do you mean Philly? Like yeah. someone would have said something to him. Like cat called him because that's a pretty big foobar right there. Pretty sad day yesterday. Luke Perry passed away. Girls who were teens in the nineties. Uh, very hard, hard hit by this. I'm auditioning for Rory Randolph. Ever hear of him? Yes, actually. When I was 12, my mom took me to New York City. We saw his production of uh, Streetcar Named Desire. Starred Holly Hunter. Of course, she was a big star. It was pretty awesome. It was really great how you stuck by me during all this. It was easy. I believed you. Yeah, I wish it was that easy for me. I didn't always believe in myself. I was beginning to think there was more of my father inside me than I had originally thought. Sad news. And, and I didn't even know he was currently on a show, too. He, he... Yeah, you know, I knew Luke. Um, we spent a lot of time back in the day shooting pool together. Where, uh, he's a little younger than I am, but he did a film with my brother Stephen I mentioned earlier. And uh, I'd lost touch with him, but uh, he was one of those guys where when you saw him at something, it was always a good hug and, hey, what are you up to? And Bob, really nice guy. He was a really, really good guy. I'm very sad to hear. Um, uh, young. Young to be taken. 52. Yeah, 52 years old. I mean, uh, I hope there was no foul play of any kind. Uh, UFC fighter dislocated his shoulder, not during the fight, but after the fight, doing the worm. You know what the worm is, Daniel? Is that that dance where you're wiggling yeah, yeah, on the ground? Yeah. And, yeah. Being told that Johnny Walker maybe hurt his left arm. First of all, Johnny, congratulations on another spectacular performance. Did you injure yourself when you were celebrating? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> what happened? My shoulder. <laughs> you dislocated? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, let's take a look at that. You're very happy. Well, don't do that again, sir. Please, because you, you have so much potential. I'd hate to see you getting taken out of the game from celebrating. How do you dislocate your shoulder doing the worm? Is he doing a vicious violence? I, I don't know, but can you imagine making it through a UFC fight and then hurting yourself in the worm? Well, this is one of those things where if I'm the coach, particularly of a, well, either college or pro, actually, and my guy goes in the end zone and vaults into a somersault or does what. You know, I'm, I'm going to take the kid by the helmet and I'm going to tell him, you ever do that again? <laughs> Why would you go through a whole football game, score the winning touchdown, and then break your neck? You know, that, that just doesn't make any sense. Gus, Gus Farratt's the most famous one of hurting themselves celebrating, right? For Maybe sure. Headbutting the, and, and another sad news we can bump out with his music, Keith Flint of Prodigy passed away. Yeah, uh, um, found him in his home in Essex. Uh, I believe it was a suicide, though. Um, that's very sad. Uh, just a, um, a, an, up, an upbringing and yeah. uprising sounding off today, huh? Yeah. I, I, we already hit King Kong Bundy, or I would have brought that up, too. Wow. We'll be back. So, so and, and, and just to know, while we're on break, any one of you could die. We'll be right back <laughs> after this. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. This hour of the Daniel Baldwin Show brought to you by Mattress Express, home of the number bed by Instant Comfort. 
Hey, now. <laughs> How's your mattress, Polly? How's your, what kind of bed do you have? I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a big mattress guy. I can't, I don't even know what my mattress is. I do bought know, it like three years ago. Do you know what a significant difference a mattress that's set for your body makes? Maybe that's why I'm so cranky. I'm, I want to say you're a too soft a mattress guy. You're not a too firm mattress. You can almost not go too firm. It's what you can tolerate because the firmer, the better, really. Mine's very hard. <laughs> my mattress. Very firm. I was going to say. Like I, said, I know firm. we're talking about your mattress now. Very firm. It's a very firm mattress. Yes. Um, and this is something you purchased three years ago. So it's not on the trade block. No. I, I had the same mattress. before The one before this I had forever. And just finally it had the uh, sunk down to where it was yeah, like, yeah. A, like the Grand Canyon. Robin and I bought a new bed and mattress. And interesting enough, my side of the bed was dipping, which I think it was God was trying to tell me maybe you ought to lose a little weight. Uh, believe it or not, I'm not kind of I'm not like a big name brand guy like in anything. No, like, I drive a Pontiac still. I I got a mattress. It's probably mattress land. I'm thinking though with your with your local celebrity ship, we should be getting we should be getting you all kinds of free stuff, shouldn't we? Free mattresses. I mean, free like a lease on a car. Hi, I'm the guy that you see on TV every once in a while in the background. You want to know what mattress I sleep on? I'm just going by what your rest in peace post I was. I sleep on the home, uh, uh, on the number bed by Instant Comfort, and I use a 44 because I'm from Syracuse. So a 44 does that mean that's what I don't know. you just made that number up? Yeah, you did, you're just, you're never, just reffing right maybe now. Maybe I'll go test drive one. Yeah, you know what I said? It was funny. Um, you can go so far with humor sometimes, depending on as you're reading the person. And the lady was pretty friendly and everything. And Robin and I were looking at the mattress. And I got, can we do it on the mattress really oh quick? Oh, my and, God. This is a family and, show. And, <laughs> Stop and see, it. And she, she looked at me because I said it really dead serious to see if I you know, get fun out of her. And she was not entertained by it at all. She said, yeah, no. No, you can't do that. Is there something we could talk about as adults now, please? Talking about. That's very important whether it has the durability of the mattress. Some people use their mattress more than others. Mine gets... Slept on yeah. frequently. Why? Why is your? Why did yours have such a dip in it? Because <laughs> I just had it since I was in college, and then three years ago I decided it was time for a new one. I think the mattress started dipping on its own because it was bored. It was one of those spring ones too, so I'd be in the middle of sleep and it would go. Do you remember when you make weird noises while I was sleeping? Do you remember when you were a kid and all the mattresses had springs and the bed was so old the spring would come through the mattress? Yeah, we had those. My box spring looked like horrible. So everything's new and. Good, but maybe I'll go look. I like that. I like the openness about you now that you're willing to. Yeah, I'm not a name brand guy. I kind of just live frugally. I, I, you I, know, not I, by I, choice. I never would. <laughs> I never would have guessed that by, by your clothing. You have some really nice threads. Please, I'm <laughs> complimenting you. Complimenting you, saying how you know when you go to games, you're this very. This is a well. J. Crew shirt. I know. <laughs> That I got. Uh, Do you know uh, how many times you mentioned that you wear J. Crew? I go clearance shopping, bro. I like it. I like going to those uh, uh, thrift stores. I like that. I buy a lot of clothes from there and I give them to the homeless. What would you like to <laughs> talk about? I want to talk about Clemson. 
Well, so what are we up against? I mean, you know these teams better than I do. You travel down here for years. This is a team that could beat us. At, uh, yeah, Syracuse has beaten them but uh, recently, but it's been close. I mean, you know, we won down there. Uh, Tyus Battle had a shot at the buzzer last time. We were down there. and This is going to be a tough game for them. I still don't think that it's a must win for them to get to the tournament. Um, I, I, still th- I think they can lose now and lose the first game, and they're still going. But... That's just my opinion. Um, Paulie's ninety nine percent sure he'd like to see a victory here in Clemson. I, I'd like to be safe. The past few years have been a struggle for Syracuse fans. Like selection Sunday has been a nail biting, and then you're like, "Oh, we're not in one year. The next year, holy crap, we made it in." This year, I'd like to just be able to go selection Sunday and just say, "Where are we going?" And not, "Are we going?" Well, if they beat Clemson and they win their first game in 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 the, in the tournament, now how where are we going to be ranked in the ACC tournament? We're gonna be, I don't know, eight. No, I gotta look. Okay, we I are, love when you ask questions. Yeah, we are gonna be somewhere around there. The yeah, we break. are. Duke, Carolina's gonna be ahead of us. Virginia, there's three. Um, yeah, no, maybe we're six. We would be right now. Not oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. We would be the seven seed. Right. So again, we're seven. And so, I think that's where we're locked in. Uh, although we've got the tiebreaker with Louisville. So I I think we could either be the six or the seven. You know who's a nerd on this stuff is Seth. And it would be great if Seth could come in and break this down for us. But I think we could either be the six or the seven. So what does that mean? So, so how's it going to work or who we play? Oh, my God. Right? Doesn't it go by your seating? Yeah, so, uh, we would play Wake Forest or Miami. For sure. At this point right now, yeah. The winner of a week. Because these guys would get a bye? They get a The first four get a double bye. Syracuse gets a bye, and then these teams all battle it out. So Pitt, Notre Dame, Miami, Wake, Georgia Tech, Boston College pretty much are going to battle each other to see who gets the chance. The first shot would be like the Syracuse, NC State's, Louisville, and then those guys all. Okay. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's going to be we need to win that first game. We need to win that first game. I think it would be a, a really good plan. Uh, you know what? I'll get Seth to come in and break this down next. we got to take another break. Right, let's take another break. We'll get Seth to come in. Let's talk about the ACC tournament. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now. The speaker is so loud because Paulie's getting deaf. He's getting older now. And um, even in the car when we drive together, I'm very concerned. He plays the music very, very loud. I don't want to hear you. <laughs> it's, not, it's got nothing to do with my hearing. It's just to drown out your and yet voice. Fans around the world comment at how entertaining our drives are together, how funny we are together, and you make those types. I get tons of messages those... of how mean you are to me. Oh my god, you do not. I do so. I'm gonna see him. Pull him up. People are like, he is very abusive to you. <laughs> it's not nice. How could you possibly take what goes on in that car as my being abusive compared to what you say? You're horrible to me in car rides. I am? Yeah, in the videos, yeah, watch yourself. Check yourself at the door. Wow. Wow. Seth's not going to say anything. We've got residents. Oh, we got residents Statnerd. I can't say anything. My mic's not on. Seth in house to uh, break down the ACC potential tournament spots. We can't wait one more game. We need to know now. Of you all need the to know options. now, and you need to know, know now, damn it. Well, in our ACC bracketology, if you will, um, so we're we're sitting right now 
um, between Louisville and NC State. Who do you then project we're going to play first game? It's going to be the winner of... Wake Forest, Miami, I'm guessing. Right? Um, yeah, if they're the sixth seed, if they're the sixth seed, they would play the winner of the 11-14 game. So, yeah, it would be like Wake Forest or Miami. They're, look, whoever they play in the first round, it's going to be like Pitt or Miami or Wake Forest or Notre Dame. Like, it's going to be one of the worst four teams in the conference. One of the worst four for sure. So it couldn't slip up to Boston College or anything. Somebody who I'd be worried got it really hot and beat us. No, I don't. I don't think so. If they're the six seed, they'll play the eleven or the fourteen. Right now, the fourteen is Notre Dame. They've already beaten Notre Dame. Uh, the eleven but is Georgia shoot. Tech. Georgia Tech. They lost Ooh, to Georgia Tech has our number. I'm just wondering, thinking of Nostropoli's prediction of that we're not in this tournament. Seth, if we lost to Clemson and lost in the first round of the ACC, do you think we're in the tournament? Probably. That's what I, I think. But I think, but I think that that's the only way that it gets sticky, is is if you manage to lose to the that first round in the ACC tournament, because then you're adding a bad loss to your resume, you push yourself closer to the bubble. If all of a sudden somebody other than Washington wins the Pac-12, or somebody other than Wofford wins that conference, uh, you know, all of a sudden your your spot in the tournament can can Spots become a little dicey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you I know, if, if if leagues that you only expect one team to get in from all of a sudden have a different team get in, that's that's problematic. You know, but, Wofford right now is 22nd in the AP poll. They're a tournament team. But if they don't win their conference tournament, that means they're taking a spot from somebody else. Okay, so so what has been um, more times probably than not, when you see an automatic bid not be the team that you expected it to, a lot of times that knocks out the team that you expected to, though. A lot of times it does. I, I don't know that... In most situations, that team is ranked in the AP top twenty-five. You know, I, I think that given where they are in that ranking, they're top twenty in the net ranking. Like they're probably going to be in. If Washington doesn't make the the doesn't win the Pac-12 tournament, they're probably going to still make the NCAA tournament. Like Washington's uh, maybe a leg up on Syracuse right now. They're an eight seed. Syracuse is projected as a nine seed in most places. And you know um, if that happens, like you know that Washington will still make it if they don't win the the, the Pac-12 tournament. If Syracuse is an eight. Or a nine in Washington's an eight or a nine. You know damn well they're playing each other in the and, first and, round. And so, and so, does this also? Do you think Seth have the effect? What if Washington loses their first round in the in the Pac twelve? I mean, like I guess in theory, but the Pac twelve is so god awful that like that they're, they're the only halfway decent team there. So I don't, I don't like like it's a much easier well, bet that they're not going to lose that they, game if than they it win is the twelve. Will. If they win the twelve, are they the only team coming from the Pac twelve? They, they very, very well, well might be. Yes, wow. they very well. That's might probably the be. first time that's ever happened. Yeah, I mean, since they expanded and allowed um, teams in. Also, looking ahead, nerd wise, in the ACC tournament, if Syracuse were to win in the first round as projected right now, they would play Duke in the second round. Yeah, have fun with that three seed. Yeah. <laughs> so that's well, a, the. Yeah, but again, if we beat Clemson and we and we win the first round, if we if we win either one of those games, we're def. I think we're definitely in anyway. But I see what you're saying scenario wise. Um, you know, I'll tell I you. I think they're in. It just it gets dicey if you lose right. a game. You're putting, if you lose a game to Wake Forest or Georgia Tech or Notre Dame, you're you you're, know you don't control it anymore. Yeah, you're putting right. it in other people's hands if you. Um, you know, one of the things that came to my mind, and, I, and, I, and I, the first thing I, I don't think about is gambling, but I, I did start thinking about the tournament and um, 
some previous bets that I've won before that were outlandishly long shots and that came in. And, and I look at Syracuse. Syracuse, to me, if I'm a prognosticator trying to make the line on the game, is, is like so difficult this year to make lines on games. You just never know what they're going to do. You know, you don't know that they're going to hold a really good opponent to and stranglehold them with the zone. Are they going to shoot decent? Are they going to shoot terrible? You know, I mean, look at the line last night. They got blown out last night. You know, and, and but you have to respect the fact that they can beat you to bring that line down to the seven eight range. You know, when you're playing a UVA, they're going to be they're they're one of those those teams you don't want to bet on in the tournament. You know, against or on, it doesn't matter. You just want to avoid them because they're so unpredictable. There's two very big positives mm-hmm. on Syracuse's resume to to match their horrible uh, losses that they have. Well, beating Duke, they beat and Duke is one, and they have seven road wins. Well, that is a factor that they look at. They look at when it, taking them on the tournament and take them on the road. Can these guys win away? Because a lot of people, just the opposite. They can only win in their home building. So, And, and most of your games in the NCAA tournament and, are, are on the road. And, and Syracuse fans know a couple of years ago they had a pretty decent resume and they had no road wins. And that they had no shot at getting in yeah, because of it. Yeah, so, well, so there's that. Right, let's go to break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about uh, – Next year in the NBA, we talked a little bit about that. We got, we got some information to give you about the show this week, a lot of complications going on, and we'll talk more about On the Road with Polly the Mole. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. All I want to do we know. Oh, Please stop singing. How are you, Daniel? Wow, man. See, this is what I mean Every about. Every time. I've got to pull that song out of the bump rotation. Because it's Rosanna. Every, every time it plays, you just lose your mind. It's getting pulled. <clears throat> Am I a Debbie Downer? You've been rough on me today. You've been rough on me. <laughs> you know what the interesting thing is? Is that there are people in your life that, like, if I got in the car and you said, or wherever we were, you went, I'm having a really bad day. Could you lighten up on me? I would be sure to make pamper you and make sure. You are such a jerk to me today, and and I said to you, come in, I'm, I'm having a really bad day. Can you lighten up? Here, go ahead. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sing away, bro. I get it. Toto makes me happy, too. <laughs> you took it away from me already, man. You took it away from me. Um, so, so we got we got we got the road trip. Yes. Uh, coming up, and uh, and I'm flying. Yes. I mean, is that your doing? Did you? Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I mean, no, that's sad. Why would we want that? You should be in the car. I can switch it. No, no, because I'm going down for Clemson and not coming back. So uh, there's a chance I could cancel my return. Which, by the way, I've explained who this does, to you oh, already. Oh, I know. We can't talk about it on there because you get all twitchy about talking about stuff about work. It costs there. money. You're going down, the days you're going, when you're going, and you're happy. Yeah, no, you're not going to tell me I'm happy. I'm missing my show. I want to go after I finish the show. You got to go when the flights are available. <laughs> yeah, you can't get down to Charlotte any other time but 11:45 in the morning. No, this is a this is a power move to eliminate me from getting my show done. That it day. is absolutely. It has, you don't. Do you want me to look up right now on what flights are available in American you, Airlines? It, you just got to go where the money. Just stop. I'll switch it myself. Stop. Don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll go in and tell them we, you're doing the show from here. <laughs> I'm doing it from the plane. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Just go with a... Why can't you just just be grateful? Like, hey, we're going. you're going to the ACC tournament. You know how many people would love to go to the ACC tournament for get their room paid for, their flight paid for? 
I could pick up the phone and make one phone call and go to the ACC tournament free. So hotel, what? Hotel, flight, everything? I don't mind paying my hotel. All right, then do it. Well, no, because I'm... You're, why are you not open to having these discussions? So if I'm leaving at 11.45, I'm missing doing my show here. I'd rather leave at 2. Maybe that was the easiest flight for them to book or the cheapest flight for them to book because it's a company and you have to do things. Yeah, I know. Well, then, then they're paying me for my show. Put it on the put it on submit it submit it. What do you think? We have Duke in the second round, like... huh? We have Duke in the second round. Yes. Do you get paid for the day to drive down there? I'm Sally. Do you get paid for the day to drive down there? Not. I'm Sally. Whatever your weekly rate is, do you get the day off on that day you're driving down there, or is that still in your paycheck? It's still in, but I there work. you go. Bing, 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 bing. All I want to uh, do is pay it all to you all day. You, you have night. no concept how life works. <laughs> when somebody is salaried, I get paid a salary per show. All right, yeah. you go take it up with the boss. I'm sick yeah, of I'll having it, these I'll discussions. I'll take it up the ladder. Go ahead. I'm just tired of this. <laughs> <laughs> you came. You do, you got to admit, you came in like kind of hot, and that's why I thought usually when those meetings, if there's like ragging going on or something going on, you come in. But you didn't. So what happened before work? You were no. hot coming in here. You were no, hot. No, I was. I was upset with our trying to get our location for the ACC tournament because the lady sent me pictures of where we'll be broadcasting. Asked me what we needed. How Is to it in it. the restaurant? Was lame. It turned out. No, no, it's fine. She sent me pictures of where we'll be. She asked me what we needed. And now she's like, "Oh, I haven't gotten it approved yet. Well, go get off your ass and get it approved." So, oh, she, so she's teasing you with, "Hey, this might not work out." Well, yeah. So we'll figure it out. I, I, I'll make it work. Trust me. I'm a professional. Maybe there's some sick restaurant that would rather have us do it from there, and, we'll, and we should go somewhere else. We'll, we'll, Take it on the we'll road. We'll figure it out. Mole on the road. Mole's. <laughs> All right, we'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, I'm not back tomorrow. Oh, no, no show tomorrow. So no we're show no show th- tomorrow, no show Thursday, no show Friday. If the women do not win. We're not, I'm, 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 I'm not gambling on that. So we're playing a team. Wait, so, okay, hold on. You're going to say you're getting paid for the day. When you travel, but you're not going to do a show Friday because we're well, doing a show Friday if the women lose. We are doing a show Friday if the women lose. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's how it works. Okay. So I should fly home from what I'm doing on to see if they win. So what I'll do is I'll have to wait until Thursday night to fly home, and then we'll know by Thursday so night. So you weren't going to be here anyway? No, 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 no. Listen, right now my flight mm-hmm. goes this afternoon and returns tomorrow night. Yeah. Then, and now I got to go change that because you told me no matter what, I'm not working Thursday. Yeah. So again, I lose a day's pay because Syracuse is playing basketball, the girls are. Okay. Now you said they're going to win the first one, for sure. They're going to win the first one. So they're going to play the second one, which will be Friday night, correct? Yes. Because they're never going to lose the one. They're playing against somebody they crushed by 20 and they're ranked. So, I, I mean, there's the off chance. Here's the problem with that. It's a $200 ticket change fee every time I mm-hmm. change the ticket. So, I'm looking at that going, I'm just not coming Friday because we're just not going to lose on Thursday. Now, should I'm so I'm going to change my ticket now instead of the Thursday and change it again. I'm going to change it to come home Friday night. Should we lose on Thursday and you call me and go, we're on, I'll switch it back to Thursday and eat 200 more. Okay. We'll figure it out. Right. All right. Like I said, I'll talk to you on Monday. Bye. I'll see you. <laughs>